Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 374 for the week of January 30th, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Joining me on my lap today is Simon. Um, I like to say that his last name is Crescent because he likes to roll up in a crescent. So he's like a little crescent roll cat. So, um, Also joining me, my second favorite, uh, Anna Marie Privetier. I mean, my first favorite. Oh, I can't mind. Uh, hi, Anna. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> also here, Alice Wilkinson. Am I ranked anywhere on your favorite list? Uh, you are number one. Oh. I just Awkward. bumped people for you. <laughs> uh. And a cat. So you should feel happy. <laughs> I will be. Okay. Joining me today as well. Um, nope. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> In theory, other people will be joining us on the call. I'll let you know when that happens, because there's issues. <laughs> uh, I didn't get a call pop-up from you, she says. So, Alice. Yeah, I'm here. Did you deliver any missiles this week? Yeah! Where are the now missiles? Now you're getting in on it. Where are the missiles at? Well, he's um, busy, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing him a solid and asking the important questions. I, this is why I married her. She knows what I need. <laughs> um, well, yes and no. Okay. This is this is again one of those uh, times in which technically I didn't, but I sort of did. I what? Okay. I did. I didn't deliver any missiles on the live server. But you did so on the test server. Yes. That's exactly what I did. I accept this. For what because, game? Was it against other people? I, technically speaking, Wait, yes. What does that mean? Well, I mean, it's on the test server, so the, yeah. it matters a little bit less. But I was shooting people. What game is this? Eve. Okay. This is still Eve. Okay. Um, so CCP had a uh, mass test on their duality test server on Friday for the upcoming Citadels expansion. Um, so what they, uh, what they got people to do, there was about, I think 400 people or so, um, was sort everyone into two fleets, uh, jump them through a couple of stargates and then have them shoot each other to see if the server could handle it. Um, and then, um, the developers who were online at the time spawned one of these new Citadel buildings, uh, cause they just wanted to test a few aspects of it. And there was some shooting to be had there as well. All right. So I man I managed to get out of that without dying. Well, that's good. So, because for some reason, even though this was a test, you know, like a, a fleet on the test server, uh, somebody still brought a logistics ship and healed me. <laughs> Excellent. Anything, I didn't think it would happen, but there you go. Anything else you've been playing this week or kind of just the same as last? Same as last week, because I've been very busy this weekend with work. Right, so Very busy. More homeworld. Yep, a bit more homeworld. More uh, Blade what? and Soul. Yep. Did Did you see that Chris joined the Blade and Soul world? No, no. I didn't actually. By I, making a ridiculously tiny cat person. She's so tiny. Oh God. So he gets a lot of upskirt action. Wait, but I thought I made a guy. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to tell in that game, is the sad part. So we'll have to figure out what server everybody's on. We're going to have to look up the skirt to find out what I made. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I'm on Omiyung or something like that. It was rec. I Alice said choose the lowest population server, so I went with one of the recommended ones. All right. And it's still yeah, overpopulated. The, the main the main populated one in the US, from what I gather, is Mushin. Okay. Um, I I happen to be on WinRest, which I think is one of the most populated EU servers. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that. <laughs> So, but then again, I don't know really anyone playing. I did hit level forty. Is that current that max level or? The ma- current max level is forty-five. Forty-five, okay. But there is a patch coming on February sixth, fifth, something like that. February fourth, yeah, fifth, late sixth. Late next and, week. Late next week, which ups the level cap to fifty. Cool. Yeah, I was reading um, a story about that, but we don't really cover this game yet, so it's hard to. There's figure a bunch. Out- there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming out in a quick flurry uh, because it's all the catching game is... up to the Korean. Yeah, so stuff. the Korean version actually has like two additional classes right. um, that aren't currently aren't in the European version of the game. I was trying one of them out. I downloaded. I can't read Korean, but I can read Japanese. Right. So I downloaded the Japanese version of Blade and Soul <laughs> just to give the new class a try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of fun to play. So I will probably roll one of those when. Uh, the uh, the patch of it inevitably makes. What its are the way new westwards. classes? So the two additional classes are warlock and uh, something called soul fighter. I think it is soul Who's fighter. So warlock is um, a kind of warlock is as you probably guess is a sort of mage character. Um, soul fighter seems to be some sort of cross between the current for, uh, force master, which is the closest thing to a mage class at the moment. And Kung Fu Master. So basically you sort of punch fireballs at people. So you summon a fireball and then punch it at someone? It's something or like that. Or you just punch at someone and a fireball comes out? I think it's more of the latter, but okay. it does look kind of cool. Okay, as long as it looks cool. So I made a summoner. So I have a little have kitty you been, cat. Have you, have you cheesed everyone in PvP yet? Um... Somebody attacked me in town as soon as I put the PvP outfit on, which, by the way, that's real real nice how they introduce you to PvP. Here, have some clothes. Ooh, I'm going to try these on. Okay, now I have a bunch of, everybody's going to attack you. Hey, um, hey, it does say in the, in the quest listen, note. Listen, I wasn't this. reading the quest notes, all right? I was just clicking things. I wanted XP. So You can't exactly blame the game for not telling you if you click through the warning that says this is a yeah. PvP thing, you will get beaten up. So... Someone started attacking me, and I'm like, oh, run away. Oh, I won't wear off immediately. You know what? I'm just going to press a bunch of buttons. And then I won. And I don't even know what I did. (laughs) Sounds like like Summoner, all right? (laughs) I just pounded buttons. And it's like, okay, cool. I guess I'm good at PvP. (laughs) That's Um, how that works, right? I I do do the PvP, uh, like the PvP dailies. Um, Not the world PvP ones, but the ones that are arena-based. So it boosts you up to maximum level, but doesn't give you all of your abilities kind of thing. Um, And I think I have a sort of reasonably good win rate against things, but summoners are a really tricky matchup when you're playing Assassin. There are some... There are some... There are some... Uh, matchups that are really good. I seem to be really good against Blade Masters, for example. Um, but I get like face rolled by um, usually Kung Fu Masters and sometimes other assassins. So, but apparently they do like I don't know. There are actual like tournaments for this stuff. So yeah. So I I don't know how you feel about Blade and Soul. I don't remember much of what you said last week because I have a terrible memory. 
um, when it comes to specifics like that. However, I know what I think about Blade and Soul, and that is it seems to be a very well-localized, crappy free-to-play game. And yeah. I don't know if that's the impression you get. But that's certainly the impression I got. Uh, it feels just like all the other Asian free-to-plays that I've played. And, you know, with kind of, yeah, the graphics are all right. And, you know, the systems aren't fully polished, but, you know, it's okay. Run over here, carry this box to the beach, beat up ten things, and then beat up those ten things. And the GUI's nice. The text is not like that crappy Unicode font spacing thing that usually Korean free-to-plays are localized with. And um, so... It looks like it has some more polish, but <clears throat> I don't know. It, does this feel like a game you'll play for a long time? Um, I'd say I think I've enjoyed the combat system enough, and it certainly clicked a lot better than Terra did. Yeah? Because Terra's yeah. combat seemed more interesting to me, because your actions and your positioning mattered more. Here it feels a bit more traditional MMO to me. Am I missing something? Um, Probably the... um. What? I mean, what character? Oh, uh, yeah, Summoner. Summoner. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I, thing... I hit tab every so often to send my cat to go hit somebody, and then I charge up some stuff by pressing R and T, and then I use those charged abilities with 1, 2, 3, and 4, and it's like, well, that's my cycle. But it doesn't seem more action-based or anything like that to me. Well, that may be a cho your uh, choice of character class in this instance. Okay. So, so I should I say, try a different I'd... character. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. As I said, I think a lot of the how the combat system feels will come down come down to personal preference anyway. Yeah, of course. Mm. So, as I said, I, I generally feel like the combat system in this one clicked a lot more for me than Terrors did. Okay. You seem to be clicking a lot right now, actually. Yes. You caught me in the middle of stuff. <laughs> Are you doing so. a PvP thing? No. I didn't catch no, you in the I middle haven't. of things. I would like to point out that I am the only person on the podcast not playing a game right now. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm not playing anything. You are streaming Final Fantasy XI to the TV. Oh, right. Yeah, you can see the monitor feed, can't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not playing games. Alex! Hey, Alex. Hi, Alex! Hello. You, just, you just came back from Sorry, playing I a game, I was watching Pokey. Oh, you were watching a game. Okay. Alex, did you... Oh. Have you played any Blade and Soul? No. Okay. What have you been playing, Alex? Um, pretty much exactly the same as last week. Okay. Did anyone do anything interesting? I did. <laughs> I, hey, and so I've did you. Game. Hey, Chris, look, yeah. XCOM 2 is coming out on Friday, all right? Yeah. There will be interesting things. Yeah. There better be. I'm trying to complete my game so I can play Digimon. <laughs> is that how that works? I don't right. even know yeah. how I'm going to fit Digimon in anymore. I just You're not so going to. Games. We'll see how quickly I get through uh, Paper Jam. Anyways, um, so me and you started a new game this week, Chris. We've no, no, playing... no, no, no. I want to hear Alex's. In... Alex, what what is the same thing as last week mean? Because I don't remember. Um, NHL 16, Trails of Cold Steel, and something I can't pronounce. Oh. E echoes of Ethereum. Yeah, that's it. Wait, yeah, okay, has oh, Echoes of Ethereum. Oh, yeah? How's that turning out for you? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, Decent enough RPG maker game, so that's what I wanted to know about. You know, it's like has that been panning out to be quality or at least quality enough? Uh, quality enough, I think. It's I mean, there's nothing really brilliant about it, but it does the job of sort of keeping entertained for a while. Mm -hmm. 
quite nicely. Plot moves along at a decent pace, even though there are some sort of writing issues with it, but you can overlook them. So. Yeah. How much is yeah. Echoes of Etheria? Um, I want to say about £10. Okay. Well, $15. All right. But I shall check. And just to check, Alice, before we move on, you didn't, you weren't playing anything else, were you? Uh, no, not really. Okay, um, I can't think of anything that I got in the last week or so. I said XCOM 2 comes out next week, so been waiting for that. So on the topic of Final Fantasy XI, I got to level 99. Well, good for you. Thank you, Chris. You're, wa- you're welcome. <laughs> I helped grind you up there, didn't I? <laughs> I got a little carried. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Hmm. But now that I'm 99, I'm working on the 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 past. So I'm in all wings the S- of the goddess. Yeah, I'm in all these S zones, and I get annoyed because I go up to them all and I can't go into it because there's eight million quests you have to do before you can go into like there's like three maws that you can go into. Yes. And then there's like 800 quests you have to do to unlock all of the other maws. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Maw. Oh, wait, that's a different game. Also, I need to find the map for Fort Witty Bitty Diddy. Fort Karubo Bobobo. Yeah. The short people fort. Yeah. Because yeah. I still haven't figured it out. It's the out. club for short people. It's the club. So that's where you need to go. The irony is, is the NPCs that are standing around are all Mithra. Hmm. <laughs> that is kind of weird, huh? All right. So, and you've been getting job points. I have been. On Black Mage. Mm-hmm. So, that's our final. I've got my first, fi- uh, no, I've got my first AF upgraded to eye level 119. Woohoo! That is the Black Mage coat, because Yay. it is quite a powerful item, because you get 2% of the damage you do back as uh, MP. Ooh. So, that's a big deal. So. And we've also been playing Final Fantasy Explorers this week. Yeah. Not a ton uh, of that. With uh with uh Michael Tidwell, former owner of RP Gamer. And, and Chrissy. Chrissy. Yeah. So what uh what is uh what do you think, Anna? Um So Final Fantasy Explorers is kinda set up as a it's a small party go out and hunt big monsters type game. Um the battle system is very uh press A a lot. It's very button mashy, and then uh, press as Y a lot, and then hold the L and R buttons to do abilities. To do abilities, which charge up a special meter, and then when your special meter's high, it'll pop up like, "Hey, lay down this AOE effect." That you pick it up, and then it'll give you some massive boost that alters your other abilities, and then you you use that. So that's kind of your your combat it is, cycle. It is neat because they've sort of baked in sort of these custom abilities. And so what you do is you get a, you buy a basic ability. So I have like moon slash cause I'm a knight. And when I go out into the field and we raise up our special meter, I might be able to activate, um, earth affinity. And so when I smack something with my earth, with my moon strike, um, I then learn moon strike earth one. And then I go back to town and I replace my moon strike with moon strike plus earth one. Mm-hmm. And then I go back out into the world and we activate ice affinity. And so then I smack something with my moon strike earth one and it becomes earth strike or moon strike earth one ice one. And then I go back to town and I exchange that for the new one. And then I do earth affinity again and it becomes moon strike earth two ice one. And so you get to actually build up these really cool abilities. 
Um, it's just a pity the game isn't more interesting to me. Uh, the combat is so extremely boring. I it is just unbelievably boring. You, I, so it's way easier than a Monster Hunter for being a Monster Hunter inspired clone. So that's that's nice to see something go in the easier direction um, from with the Monster Hunter style model. But the battles aren't interesting because of it. It's so easy that it, it's like. You don't really make things take harder, uh, be harder. You make them take longer, um, which is not an interesting way to, you know, alter your combat. You'd also, rather battles be aggro is awful. Yeah, well, who cares? You're not going to die anyway. Well, if you're fighting the stuff you should be fighting, you're not going to die. Okay. I, I don't know the stuff that that's what I found at least. I mean, we're also partying in a party of four, which humans, which makes a big difference. Yeah, it makes the monsters have like four times the HP. Yeah, but it and also... your attacks do less damage, and so it makes everything take longer. Well, no, but people are more intelligent than the monster AI in the game. Right. So here's well, the monster the AI is brain playing, dead. If you're playing by yourself, you can bring. Um, monsters with you and so you as you go out and attack stuff every once in a while it drops a little uh, blue ball and the blue ball is the spirit of that monster yeah and you which you can the- then go and put it into equipment or you can turn it into a monster buddy that'll tag along with you and you can level up yep so it is fun with friends but the problem is is it's like you know Michael messaged us last night was like hey let's play Final Fantasy Explorers and both me and Chris were like eh. Eh. Uh, so it's just it's boring Uh, and that it's really disappointing so like i i was telling anna like this game really makes me want to play monster hunter a game where the combat's actually interesting and there's tension and i feel like the things i do in battle matter and i might die and which is really disappointing because i was i was looking forward to like just an easier monster hunter style game um, and I was like, okay, this won't be Monster Hunter, and that's okay. Every game doesn't have to be Monster Hunter that uses that formula. But the game they made, just it doesn't feel very interesting to me. And I, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to, to make it more interesting or something to get into in there that we just haven't found yet. Um, I will say that we enjoy playing with the other folks when we're playing with everybody. Yes. It is fun to play for an hour or two on Skype and run around beating things up and watching people die and then and then trying to fight again and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and yes, the reason people die is because, like I said, when you're fighting things you're supposed to, it's easy, but you can go out of your way to make things unduly difficult for yourself. And uh, that's how we were dying, and that was kind of fun, just to kind of break things and, and ruin, the, ruin the fight. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Anna? No? All right. Um, so we picked up a new browser game that got wrecked. You heard about it on Giant Bomb, I, I think? I did. Yep. Yeah, it's called Trimps. Trimps.github.io. Yep. It's and also on Congregate. Yeah. It, it's cookie clicker. It's yeah. got a bunch of Same style. features. Um, and sort of there's active and inactive things that you do. And I, it's fun. I'm not going to play for that long, but I'm up to zone 25 and I feel happy. Yeah, and I got tired of waiting, so I... All the source is open source. It's all JavaScript that runs in your browser. So I figure out how to open the Chrome console and give myself like a billion of every resource and alter all the rates that I'm gaining things. So I've been blowing through that game at (laughs) undue pace and it's kind of fun. And it also frees you from the cycle of just playing these crappy 
number go up games over and over and over. So the only way to free yourself is to either shut it and just stop thinking about it or to kind of abuse it so you see everything in there that you've been waiting to see and then you don't need to look at anything else. Um, I've also been playing Heroes of the Storm. I've actually been playing it both on the North American server and I've been playing it on the European server because I have a couple of European friends who were like, man, I'd play Heroes of the Storm, but I don't have anybody to play with. And I was like, okay, well, huh. let me get to level six and unlock quests, and then we'll just play whenever you have some time. So, Alice, if you want to play Heroes of the Storm, let me know. Or Alex. I don't think either of you play it, though. Hey. Is that um, a yeah or a no? <laughs> that was a... Nope. That, that was a nope. Okay. <laughs> uh... I don't know. I'm kind of waiting to see what Blizzard do with everything that they have, like their entire portfolio over the next, I don't know, six months or so. Okay. What are you like? What sorts of things are you trying to prep for? Um, well, there's the upcoming release of Overwatch. Yeah. Um, no we've got Legion coming out fairly soon. Is it? I mean, I thought the... I say I say fairly soon. Okay. What I actually kind of mean is within eight months. Yeah, or something. I was going to say. I don't know. What's the, I think their final planned date for it is like September 21st or yep. something. September 21st is on or before September 21st. Yeah, which is when they promised yep. it. Yep. Uh, whether or not they actually keep to that, I don't know. So I, I so. guess I don't understand how what they do with their other games affects whether or not you want to play this game. I don't know. Well, I think it's because it's a crossover thing. Crossover. And like how much okay. and and how much effort, sort of effort they put into it as well compared to well maybe other MOBAs that I could play okay um, like what Do, are you in other MOBAs now well I mean I always, my only the only MOBA that I ever really put, spent any time on was League of Legends load of lol uh, remember right. we used to play with uh, I remember well you can't play with me anymore because I switched to uh, switch servers but aha uh -huh. so then what does that mean but does David uh, I'm on still EU play West on the US now. servers? Or does no, David, switch David, switched well? to, David switched to EU West because the uh, ping was really starting to annoy him. Okay. Yeah, so. I remember when you guys came to visit me, he was like so happy playing LOL because the ping was like nothing. I know, the ping was nothing. <laughs> so, but yeah, because they put in, um, this was back um, back when he played it, this was before the time of free um, uh, paid transfers to other servers. Mm -hmm. um, so basically he put a... I uh, put the requisite amount of RP down and just transferred his entire account over, and I followed him. Okay. Which is kind of cool, actually, because it meant that um, he actually has a couple of skins that are, like, champion skins that are rarely seen on the EU servers. Because if you remember, you gave us a couple of codes for um, uh, PAX-related yeah. skins, I think it was. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like something we'd do. Yep. Yeah, so... Pound, 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 pound. So we have been playing another MMO this week, Chris. But we've been Wait, playing it separately. What? Because we've both been playing the Hex PvE mode. Oh, sort of. I've gotten... I don't know. I you had more success of... with it than I did. Yes. <laughs> so what race and class are you playing? I'm playing a Shinhair Cleric. I think I am too. <laughs> Evil Samurai Bunnies for the win. Yay! Serve the Emperor. Yes. And breed. And breed. <laughs> It's what they do. I know. It's fantastic. 
So the Shin Hair deck is literally based around breeding. You breed up so, zero one hold creatures. On. So here's my thing. I started playing Hex PvP this morning because this is when I finally got around to patching it and getting everything going. PvP or PvE? PvE. Okay. And I didn't get to choose my deck ever. No. So how do I alter my deck and stuff for PvE? So for the first little bit, you won't have the option to. You have to play through like the first four or five quests. Oh, and then it unlocks the And then the it's like, okay... Now we let you see you have a deck. Okay. And that's a deliberate design choice. All right. I noticed that they're trying to sh sh uh, shove in a bunch of Shinhauer lore as well. Yes. Yeah, there's there's like a huge lore dump in like the introductory four quests for every mm -hmm. race. Where you kind of just get flung into the lore. The nice thing is later on, you can actually start to skip that. So, for example, one of the screenshots in my... Um, in my write-up about the Hex PV that I went and played, mm -hmm. there's like a scarecrow that's like, I would like to tell you about my history. Do you want to listen? And it's like, you can actually say no. No. <laughs> I remember at one point it gave me an option like, I just want to kill stuff now. Yes. <laughs> but it didn't respect it. I chose it and it still gave me more info. Sorry. I hear someone may have written about this game. Yes. That I would did. be Anna Marie. She put yeah, up a whole piece I, on I, it. I talked about it last week too. Yeah, she talked about it on the podcast last week. But yeah, the uh, the the write ups up there. So go read about Anna's expanded thoughts on Hex. Then I don't know. And then go, go play it. it. Yeah, I it's mean, free. It's interesting. <laughs> this was something that I was talking about with um, either Victor or Budai on the forums. I don't remember. Um, that the I what I've been buying the Hearthstone PVE packs. But they cost money, and I eventually stopped playing them because they just weren't that interesting because there was no story related to oh, them. Oh, you didn't play the League of Explorers. Which, but the problem is, is I've been burned on their other PvE packs that I don't want to buy any more of them. League of Explorers is pretty good. But with the Hex PV, it's free. Yeah. And I don't mind throwing down for a game that I feel is worth it. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I got burned by Hearthstone. I like Hearthstone. You got burned by it? Yeah, because I ended up buying these PvE expansions. That were... Every time you watch me play, you are entertained by and enjoy. So yes, I don't know what you're talking about. But I wasn't enjoying them personally. Like, okay. I, I have bought them on my account, and I should not have done that. I should have just watched someone play through it. Okay. And That's also, fair. the thing, the difference between the two of them is, in Hearthstone... When you play PvE, you're just getting cards to do better in PvP. Yeah. And when you play PvE in Hex, you're getting things that make you better at PvE and PvP. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's, this, is the, this is the promise of Hex. It's supposed to be a fully realized MMO that's PvP yeah. or PvE, and you can focus. Whereas Hearthstone's more about playing other people. And yes. that's kind of that's it's And I'm thing. okay with that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not blaming Hearthstone for being something that it isn't. I'm just oh, glad dear. that there is something out there that is what I'm looking for. Well good. Just don't play more hex. I backed it. Took them three so years. I've got a vested interest. Well, the problem is, is I need to finish Stella Glow. I'm finally in the final chapter. You already finished Stella Glow. You're yeah, playing it for I'm the second so time. I'm so close to finishing it for the second time. And the story is completely different this time because there was someone that died in the first run through that I was able to save and they joined yeah, my team. Because you have higher relationship with them now. Yes. And so I, th I think I may have mentioned this before. 
but um, in when you replay Stella Glow, it triples all of the free time that you have. So instead of each free oh, time period, I having, need something to do that in my life. Yeah, no kidding. Instead oh. of having three slots in your free time in each free time period, you have nine, and it makes a massive difference. So I've like fully tuned all of the witches at this point. They've all um, evolved into goddesses, and. Um, I have like full relationships with a bunch of other people like um, Rusty and Archibald and they both have this is the cool thing is the witches get really nice stuff when they max out but so do the people that aren't witches so I mean Archibald is like the tank character and when he gets uh, full relationship values his movement changes from three to five and that makes a massive difference in the way that he's utilized on the battlefield mm -hmm. and so Rusty also gets like an additional five jumps, so he can just kind of move everywhere. So, yes, I'm excited. I'm almost done. And because of the way that they remove the experience level cap from... So in the first run-through, um, if you try to take on something that's one or two levels higher than you, you are pretty heavily... Or one or two levels lower than you, you're pretty heavily penalized. Like, you might get one or two experience from hitting it and eight to ten experience from killing it. And it takes 100 experience to level. So at this point, my characters, I'm just starting the final chapter, and my characters are all higher level than when I finished the game last time. So that makes things go much faster. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably finish that this weekend, and then I finally want to get into Paper Jam. It's been sitting on my desk. Yeah, I don't know what you're me. waiting for with Paper Jam, because, yeah. like, seriously, Anna, get on that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Hey, I guys. Like, I like this. What? Well, to be fair, we're still waiting for Chris to play Undertale, so... Yeah, Chris! Wow, that was loud. Sorry. I played games. Yeah, you played You played the Stanley Parable. I did. I played the Stanley Parable. I'm and only, like, four years behind on that thing. And then you played something else by the same person, which was I did. really cool. It the was Beginner's like, Guide. Yeah! Which we can't, like, talk about at all without spoiling. It's neat. <laughs> I like listen to him play it from I, the, the other room, and the I finally had to is come in. He's, he's showing you these games for, that were made by a friend of his, and the the idea is um, you he's trying to explain kind of some cool stuff you learned about that other person with these games. So you can go try that out. Um, I'll honestly say it was kind of just more like um, instead of like a, a real fulfilling game experience, it felt more like you know kind of just watching like a cool half hour video show or something like that uh, and the story is neat but whether or not it's worth spending the money on yeah, I don't know especially if you can watch someone just let's play it so I don't know if I would recommend spending money on 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 the beginner's guide but it was kind of a neat story concept I like the twist and stuff that was going on in there I so. finally had to come into the office and be like that's a game right and yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like okay just checking um, but that's all saying that because um, I'll ruin it if I say anymore. So um, the Stanley Parable's fun, and everybody knows that, so I guess I shouldn't dwell on that. You pressed a lot of buttons. I pressed a lot of buttons. You and... threw yourself off of a balcony repeatedly. Well, one time he told me to. <laughs> he lied to me. <laughs> that dick. Push the button, Chris. I don't want to push the button. Push the button five times. Push the other button. No, no, no. Push the button five times. I did. You need to push this button five times for the achievement. I got that achievement. It was fun. <laughs> I worked for that achievement. Oh, I did the eight one too. Yeah. Eight. But my favorite part, I walk up the, are you really just doing this for the achievement? 
Like, yeah. The narration in that game is beautiful. Yeah, it is well, I mean, so well point, done. Right? <laughs> On point. All right. Anything else anybody's been playing that they want to talk about? I. Um. What was FFE? We talked about Explorers. it. Explorers. Oh, yeah. Explorers. I was going to say, my statement about me not playing a game in the podcast is no longer correct. What, do, what are you playing now? Madden. Madden? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. I thought the more modern ones were bad. What are you doing? They are? No, he plays really? Madden. He yeah. said this in the past. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, okay. Just practicing with, I'm just practicing with my Bills franchise. There you go. The mighty Kirk Cousins at quarterback. <laughs> what? Well, I screwed up my quarterback plans. I was hoping to draft one, but failed miserably. <laughs> so so now right. Kirk Cousins is my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we should definitely move on to the news. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's see what we got. Beep, good beep, 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 well, hey, beep. I mean, crazier things have happened. Oh, like know, what? Like that. Well, I mean, getting the Toronto Raptors to win the NF, uh, win the um, NBA. Yeah. Mm. That was something that I did. <laughs> the I'm actually in the process. I didn't of, know I, Toronto I, I, had an NBA team. Yes, of course they do. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, I did. I did actually play a, a tiny little bit of it because I remembered that I was in a um, uh, a playoff game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. It's like, okay, so for this game, we want you to mark LeBron James. I'm like, oh, okay then. Great. Uh, I'll just okay. I'll just sit over here and lose. <laughs> all right. They, they've they actually been around for 20 years, and they're second in their conference right now, Chris. Oh, all right. I, I Wait, honestly really? didn't know Jesus. that. I didn't know well, that. and here's the interesting thing is, is the NBA had this, like, had these grandiose plans to expand into Canada. And so they made the Toronto Raptors and um, the Vancouver Bears or something like that. And like within a couple of years, um, the the Vancouver team went to Memphis. Oops. And they, they never, there you go. Thank you. And they never created any other Canadian expansion teams. There was, there was supposed to be a lot more. I think they were like looking it up to six because I think. That's approximately how many NHL Canadian teams there are. Six? About. Yeah. Should be like more, you would think. That's okay. Most of the Canadian players don't play for the Canadian teams anyways. The but National Hockey League that yeah. spans two nations. <laughs> um, no, it has players from about 30. <laughs> but the league is set in two different nations. Yes. Hey, the World Series is, you know... The world. Oh, let's series. not go into that. <laughs> How about we talk about the news? So let's talk about something else. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, really? Beep. Okay. How about Valkyrie Chronicles? That remaster. Coming to the US on the PS4. So they're going to do a remaster of Valkyrie Chronicles on PS4. It's coming to the US. Spring and... of this year. Oh, spring of some year. Yep. So twenty nine ninety nine US Canadian price like four thousand dollars. I like the notes. <laughs> um, there's a collector's edition with like a steelbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's basically the PC version plus. So it's a PC version. It has English and Japanese dual audio, all of the DLC and trophy support. So go plat your Valkyria Chronicles. I'm excited for this because. 
The PC version seemed to add a lot of nice things and rebalanced a little bit of the difficulty, but I just don't play PC games. Mm -hmm. I would, I just want to sit on the couch with my controller. And so I'm going to want to play this. Okay. So speaking of Valkyria, no, wait. Yeah, yes. Valkyria. Yeah, no, that works. Valkyria <laughs> Azure, Azure Your Revolution. transition is approved. <laughs> so um, this is the fourth game in the series. Sure. So it's coming out yeah. at the end of the year in Japan. So it's PS4. No idea about a Western release. It'll probably depend highly on how well the remaster sells, which kind of sucks. So, um, yeah, Mitsu is doing the music. There's uh, story details and battle system details and a little trailer. So go check it out. No, it, it's more than that. Like, you could watch him playing with the Tokyo Orchestra. And, like, uh, you can hear the songs and they're playing it. And it's like, go check that stuff out. We got it linked in the article. It looks cool. Um, Japan is getting this game winter of 2016. So late this year which technically would mean like right now no yeah no that's why it's a lie because winter of 2016 is mostly now until march 21st and instead if they, meant, if they meant now they would have said q1 2016 winter of 2016 should be right now we have this argument all the time and nobody ever learns <laughs> learn people Torment Tides of Numenera is now in early access. So Yay. for about 45 bucks. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, remember uh, Planescape Torment? Um, I, I, I'm familiar with the name. People who made that game are like, hey, let's make a new Planescape game. And uh, Did they kickstart this? They sure did, and okay. I backed it. Okay. So I have access to this already. Are you going to play it? I'm waiting for it to actually come out of early access. Okay. Because I have no interest in beta testing an RPG. <laughs> okay. I'd rather play a finished RPG. Um, yeah. Uh, Numenera is a different setting than D&D, of course. So Torment is meant to be... Tides of Numenera is meant to be a spiritual successor to Planescape Torment. And there's some changes um, with battle and, and other things. So you can go watch the trailer. They got an early access trailer. You can see what they're up to. I really do like the Numenera setting. Uh, it's the planet Earth like a billion years in the future after like humanity's risen and fallen and like eight other civilizations have risen and fallen in the, in the meantime. And so... Um, a lot of the a lot of the hook for Numenera is that you find various trinkets of past civilizations that you get to use in your in your combat and stuff like that, and it's meant to have lots of interesting story and things for you to investigate because you know all these civilizations have come and gone and left behind relics and and stuff like that. Anyway, it's a good setting, uh, having actually done pen and paper RPG with it before, um, and you can go check out the RPG now, see if you like it or not, or you can wait for it to come out, wait for reviews. But uh, that's happening. Sunless Sea, apparently we cover, right? Um, I don't know if it's an RPG, but whatever, we cover it. Yeah, we reviewed it, so... Okay, well, we reviewed it, so that works. They're getting an expansion where you get to go into a submarine, spelled with a Z. So, of course, you're going to underwater. Son of a submariner! Yeah. So it's a submariner, or submariner, uh, and you get to go in a submarine and go deal with Cthulian whores underwater, I guess? I don't know. I haven't played that game. That's the impression I've gotten. Um, okay. Fire Emblem told us all their DLC schedule. Um, Anna, you're the Fire Emblem lady. Do you want to handle this? Um, okay. <sighs> <Where do I> <laughs> <start>? <laughs> uh, 
All right. Start. So they revealed their DLC schedule this week. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you get a couple of maps for free within the next couple months. And then there's like a map almost every week. So there's a, there's maps on February 25th, March 10th, March 17th, March 21st, March 31st, April 7th, April 14th, April uh, 21st. And the um, maps range in cost from $1.99 to $4.99. Or you can buy a bundle all together um, for $17.99 for all the maps. They're about $25 if bought separately. So you do save yourself a little bit of money if you buy them all together. But you have to buy the bundle before the last map comes out. Ah, okay. So that's kind of the catch. Why? Uh, because it won't be available after the 21st. What? Wait, usually bundles come out after all the individual things no, come the, out. No, this is how it works with Fire Emblem Awakening, too. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. So that's a thing, I guess. So, and then there was kind of some controversy this week because Kotaku reported that um, uh, the F, the Fire Emblem Ami had been taken out. And so Ami... What is Ami? Ami is the petting mini game in Fire Emblem Fates in the US. And what? Do you have, you have animals or something in that game you no, need to pet? You get to pet your waifu and husband. I, wait, wait, what? You get to pet the people that you have in your army. Uh... So, <laughs> um, and basically the idea is, is, um, you, in this petting mini game, you have conversations with them while you touch them and it constitutes about a third of the game's text and voice acting. Okay. Um, but as most people can probably tell from the tone of Chris's voice, there is sort of a creepy factor to this mini game. And also you can touch people in very private places what no you can't what are you talking about you could touch them in private places yeah no sorry i mean i've played the game and this is news to me it's like from from the middle of their stomach up right no it's just their face okay oh then i was misinformed wait that's kind of creepier (laughs) you're just touching their face here, I'm touching your face. I mean, I just... is this with the stylus or something? Yeah. So their faces on the screen, and you just poke them in their nose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like honk 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 honk. Are we better friends now? Okay, cool. So that's basically how that works. Okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, I do that all the time. Here's the thing: is it's intended for you to raise your friendship with people, but there are already ways to do that in the game. So it kind of felt like a weird addition, and I'm glad that it's only their face, because I had been totally misinformed on that. Other private place. Like I said, I've been told it was like their torso and up. So I was like, um, okay. So anyways, you have a petting minigame and Kotaku broke the story that no, they weren't going to include this. Oh. And so of course the internet loses their mind because... No, no, this was the second thing, Anna. Wasn't it? No, it was... Wasn't the first thing that they were getting rid of the... the We talked about last week, the conversations where... It sounds like the gay conversion or whatever was happening. Oh, yeah. They've, they've, they've relocalized it because yeah. it was weird. So this is a follow-up to all that. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any controversy about that, to be honest. No, not, not here. No. 
Well, I haven't seen much anywhere, to be honest. Yeah. This, this yeah, has been, sense. people have, I mean, there are forums that I have to check for work. And I mean, there are people that are seriously losing their mind over the loss of this petting minigame. Why? Because it was important to them. No. And so, a couple of days after um, the Kotaku story broke, people, of course, have been emailing Nintendo. And they basically get one of two answers, which is, um, one, we have no information about the removal of the petting minigame, or two, we have changed it to, in to include, we have changed it so that you cannot touch certain body parts. <laughs> well, if I thought we established that there were no certain body parts to touch. Right. And so... Which, of course, both of these are, like, the best non-answer in existence. Because neither of them really say whether the game's been taken out or confirmed that the game has actually been um, left in. And so it's kind of confusing. Also, um, people have looked at the, at the game size, the, the amount of data that the game takes up. Um, so the... Anna? What? Can you... Uh not watch the twitch podcast sorry it was muted okay <laughs> it, you unmuted it sorry okay. thank you <laughs> so they were looking at the the cart data yeah so the combined file size for the um fates and conquest or birthright and conquest together is twenty six thousand six hundred and ninety four blocks okay which means it is more than two thousand blocks more than the japanese version what? Uh, that's probably due to differences between uh, text. English English text structure and Japanese text structure as far as sentences go. Right. As generally, it's the same reason why speedrunners often use Japanese versions of games instead of English ones. It's just because you can compress more, saying more into less space with a Japanese sentence, and therefore the text is easier to skip through. Right. And so people have automatically jumped to the assumption that because the English version is bigger, it means both the Japanese and the English audio is in, which I think is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, that's that going to be a sense stretch. too. Yeah. I mean, once someone on NeoGAF pointed out that um, the the other possibility for the reason why the uh, the, the the petting minigame was removed was because. Uh, um, it would have taken a lot more time to localize the various voice lines for it. Right. And, so, um, um, if, you know, there are cost implications for that mm -hmm. as well. Right. So the Ami voice acting is like the lion's share of the voice acting. It is like, I think I remember saying that it was a third of the game's text. But it's a lot more than that of the voice acting. I would guess at least half, if not more. Can you pluck my eyebrows for me? What? Mm, I've got a pimple on my left uh, cheek. Someone, Can you pop it? Uh, someone, someone also pointed out that um, it's actually one of the few uh, LGBT-friendly things in the game as well, outside of like the one character that you can marry. Because the uh, the the game the mini game makes no distinction for which gender Corrin is. Okay. Um, and they also confirmed, I think, I can't remember if I talked about this last week. So it's one guy on guy in one game and one girl on girl in the other game. But in Revelations, both of the gay characters will be available. Yeah. 
United we Care did of talk America. about okay. that. Yeah. All right. So, hey, Chris. Yeah. You remember how we talked about the hero song last week? Yeah, that new uh, that new Kickstarter that was being done by a guy from some other game that people remember. Yeah, it got canceled. I don't remember what game within that was. Like, um, within five days of us. I got a I got a message to my news app that said, "Hey, due to lack of interest, we're canceling this Kickstarter." But don't they, worry, they lo- we got funding. But it's okay, we got external funding. So there was no interest in the game, yet somebody decided to fund it externally. What? I don't understand how that works. But that's what they said. We're taking the Kickstarter down. After looking at our fundings and the reality that we aren't going to reach our funding goals, we decided the best thing to do is end the Kickstarter. We appreciate all the support, blah, 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 blah. So they're going to still make it, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, I think their pitch wasn't particularly backer friendly. Yeah, just sort of, I think the way that they'd, what they had, was more sort of in line with what a publisher or outside investor is going to be interested in than hmm. the typical Kickstarter backer. Ah, all right. So that might explain Crowd. some things there. Yeah. Um. And then we, uh, Children of the Zodiacs, is also having its Kickstarter right now. So that's a it's new a, one. Yeah, so this is one of the Square Enix Collective indie games. Oh. And so this is coming to Steam and PS4. That's the, um, if you can get your game Kickstarted, we'll publish it for you. Yes. And then take a bunch of the money. And so they asked for 50000 Canadian. They're at 125,000 Canadian. See, that's a lo- it's go. a lot easier to hit 50,000 than 800,000. Yeah. That's what we've learned this week. Surprise! All right, so let's look at their let's let's do our Kickstarter review. All right, so here's the here's the they have a lot of limited tiers, but hang on, you you do the low one and I've All got right. the top one. Well, I'm still waiting for it to load. Okay, All here right. we go. Uh, approved. Square Enix Collective funded. Uh, Steam and PS4. A new tactical JRPG. So let's. This is their tag like it. A tactical this is, JRPG. This is Final Fantasy Tactics. With collectible cards and craftable dice. Yeah, it's neat. Combined with classical tactical gameplay, rich story, and memorable music. So here's, all that here's music. kind of how it works. is um, When you attack someone, instead of there being a percentage and you swing at them and miss at 95%, you instead get a selection of dice. Okay. And you throw the dice, and the dice determine how much damage that you do, and if there's any special effects, and if you're able to defend any counterattacks and stuff like that. So you're always guaranteed to do a minimum amount of damage, and if you're lucky, you get all of these additional nifty. Do you bonuses. get to see these dice on yes. the screen? In fact, if okay. you scroll down in the Kickstarter, they oh, actually okay. show you throwing the dice, and then you can actually like oh, pick I have to up, do that every time. Pick up the dice and sort of um, just you can re-roll dice if you found that you didn't get the. Oh, the so I play Yahtzee in my tactical yes. game. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that can be frustrating and slow. So all right. Oh, Jason Kim. All right. And so there's also cards that you put in, and um, cards basically determine the play style and how much um, star bonuses that you have. And the the cards that you have can modify the amount or the type of dice that you have. So it's a nifty little system. I'm looking. I swear this came out on iOS or something. It's not out. Okay. It's, it's a new game, Anna. No, but I swear something like this came out on iOS and that we were talking about it. Oh, probably. Sounds so, like an iOS style um, game. Right. So, so this looks fun. All right. For five bucks, it's the beer tier. You have our eternal thanks for helping us make it through the grind. You will also have access to all the Kickstarter updates. 
Okay. All right. So <laughs> for fifteen bucks, you actually get the game. PC or Mac? Name and credits. Twenty-eight hundred Canadian. Or oh about. wait, no, those are all gone. Sorry, you have to pay twenty bucks now to get the game. Go ahead. So twenty-eight hundred Canadian, or about what? nineteen. Remember, this is in. This is a Canadian project. Oh, oh okay. So the big number is in bold. Yeah. You'll see about X USD underneath it. All right. So 2800 Canadian, 1930 American. This tier is gone. Zodiac Master. Oh, it was only one. Yep. Everything from Alpha Master. So hang on. Let's go back. Let's find Alpha Master. No, you'll be reading the whole thing. So. Holy shit. Yeah. How about just. So right. a bunch of so other everything stuff. Everything from Alpha Master plus name an enemy. Uh huh. A mini boss in your likeness. Yeah. Design an enemy. Ooh. Design a boss. Uh huh. All physical goods, yep. postcard, wall poster, t-shirt, physical copy of the game, physical art book. Two, two additional. additional digital two. copies of the game. Woo. Postcard signed by the team. <laughs> An invitation to our launch party, travel and lodging not included. Your name in the Kickstarter designer. Everyone's credits. names are in the damn credits, though. So, also, all right, you're in I a different section. I think it's crazy that they're guaranteeing this for August. For August of this year? Yeah. They must be practically done. Yeah. They actually, the they're showing off gameplay and stuff in here that does indicate that they've got, well, that indicates they could be pretty far along. Yeah, I think they already actually had enough funding to be able to release the game. Yeah, sort of just the last boost. Oh, cool. So they've got, I mean, but they've they, got they've backing got, from Square Enix as well. They right. have stretch goals. Well, they've got the. I don't think the Square Enix backing is as much as people think, but. Oh no! Yeah, it's more like no. It's it's help with Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, it's they help them make their campaign. They help them get their PR rolling, and then at launch, they like help them with their distribution, whether it's physical or digital. They do all of their PR for them again, and I mean, getting into the collective is a big deal because Square Enix has marketing power that you just can't have on your own mm -hmm. as an indie. Well, that's good. So here's their stretch goals. They've got. Um... Let's see. They the the PS4 version was a stretch goal, but no release date. Um, there's a new playable hero. They added an encounter system for random battles on the map. Uh, which, cards that, will now evolve. see that one. That one mystifies me. Like if your game is balanced without an encounter system, how do you have those stretch goals? Like now the game's gonna have an encounter system. What a giant change to make to a game. <laughs> All right, card leveling was right after that. Campfire discussions, so you learn more about your heroes. I, more. Again, these are all giant game system changes. More cards is after that that they haven't hit. So they've got the campfire discussions. After this, the things they want to add are more cards, an underworld fighting arena, a new environment, and hard mode. It's like oh, and there's more. They just haven't shown. Well, they, they haven't figured it out what it is. Yet. No, I'm sure they have. <laughs> no, they don't know what they want to promise. Um, no, I'm pretty sure they have. They oh, just right. trail it off so that it's not like, here's the 8 million things we want to promise. It's much better to reveal them slowly. In fact, most of these weren't even revealed ahead of time. Okay. I think it stopped at 125,000 initially. But anyways. All right. That's, so uh, this is cool. We, we may want to back this. Maybe. Maybe not. We don't need to. Yeah. They've already succeeded. Yeah. It's 20 bucks does not sound like a discounted version of this game. It'll probably be what the retail price is. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. We'll think about it. Yep. All right. Now it's time for... Trailers! Final Fantasy Explorers. Trailer. Knights of Azure. Oh, trailer. And they increase the number of collector's editions that they're selling in North America. So if you want to get your Gust Chan on... 
because they added her Ustatron. to the collector's edition. Yeah. She's like a new character in the game that you'll get as part of the collector's edition. Um, go pre-order it. Okay. Also, collector's edition now out in Europe. Well, yes. Now for pre-order in Europe. Oh, Visa there you go. Europe. Nice. All right. Uh, let's see. Bravely second. Trailer. Neptunia V2. Trailer. Uh, Xbox One trailer for Stranger of Sword City. And by the way, the Vita version has been delayed to April. Xbox One version is still coming March 22nd. To yeah. America. Those are your trailers. All right. There is apparently a new tactical RPG for those of you who didn't get enough with the Kickstarter earlier. Called Upcoming Arca- trailer. Up Arcadian <laughs> Atlas. Um, they're showing their trailer probably now because PAX South is going on yep, now. started yesterday. Yeah, it's this weekend. Um, so we have Soffle Silk there today. All right, cool. So hopefully we'll get some coverage of that going yep. up on the site soon. And you can go look for that trailer. Maybe they'll put it on the web, too. Uh, let's see. Blade and Soul announced they hit over a million players. I know, because they were all in the starting zone with me. <laughs> and lots of them were gold farmers. Uh, there were a fair number of those, but you can block them Hooray. until they make a new account, which doesn't take them very long. Uh, Tactics Advance hit the Wii U Virtual Console. I'm trying to decide if I want to get this. Oh, yeah? Because, remember, I replayed Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2 last year because I really like it. But I didn't really like Tactics Advance 1. But I don't really remember why I didn't like it. I just remember I liked the second one better. So maybe I want to go back and play the first one and either like it this time or remember why I hated it. Okay. So, I have too many games. Yeah. That... that Join the club, Anna. Also hitting, uh, let's see, Capcom is putting out Breath of Fire 3 on PSP here, finally. So it's PSP, PS Vita, PS TV. But it's not a PS1 classic, so... No, it's a PSP, it's the PSP release that we never got, and now they're bringing it out. No. So... People are salty because they can't play it on their PS3. Why? It's not. It's a PSP game. Yes. How would you play it on your PS3? But Breath of Fire Three was originally a PlayStation One game, was it not? Yeah, but you could yeah, probably already buy some, that one. Um, some some of those I think did work on the PS3. I think. No, not the PSP games. Oh no. Oh, okay. No. Um, I that wrong. PlayStation Minis might it would work on PS3. So oh, yeah. those are the ones that would work on both. Um, let's see. Uh, would you like a crappy digital? A Digimon mobile game? Yeah. Yeah. How's it work? I don't know. But Digimon Heroes is out on iOS and Android devices. I saw it in the store. It's a match three card game. Oh. (laughs) That sounds like a me kind of game. I know. You should probably look at it. Because it's Digimon and there's cards and you match three. Hmm. Did you look at these screenshots, I am looking at these screenshots. But there are monsters you collect and level up. So it is very much a free to play, we want all your money Uh, game. So. All right. Yeah. So try it out for an hour and then be like, okay, I'm done. Alright. Done. So do you want to talk about some Japanese news? Yeah. Alright. So hey, I like this. Oh, what so is it? So in two thousand and like what? Two thousand two thousand and late. October two thousand and thirteen. Oh, okay. NHK went to um the Pokemon company studios and accidentally filmed some work in progress that people got very excited about because it looked like a three D game starring Pikachu. And the Pokemon basic Pokemon company, when confronted about this, basically said mumbo mumbo grumble grumble. Okay. They were like, "Yeah, we're working on mumble, a Pikachu mumble, game." Mumble mumble grumble grumble. Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, we're working on a Pikachu game," and like nothing ever came of it, and everybody kind of forgot about it, except this week, 
Detective Pikachu was officially announced for Japan. So... Um, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu has such a low, a deep voice. It's really, <laughs> it's really weird. Detective Pikachu, birth of a new duo, arrives in Japan on February 3rd. And people really, really want Danny DeVito to voice him in the North <laughs> That would be so great. There is like a change. It's not going to happen. That has been signed by like a so change.org position. Yes. Petition. Yes. That's what that site's for now. Yeah. We want DeVito to voice our Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so, yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's, what happens in Detective Pikachu? Do we have any it's, idea? It's uh, Ace Attorney. No, it didn't look like that from the trailer I saw. I don't know. I saw that's... Pikachu run around saying things. I saw no gameplay. Yeah, I mean, this is what people are comparing it to, but we really won't know until people start playing it on the third, I think. Okay. In Japan. So it's coming out very soon. No announcement for North America, of course. All right. So if you've been following Project Setsuna, this is a game being made by Tokyo RPG Factory. It's being published by Square Enix. Um, They finally gave us some more info. Uh, in Japan, it's known as uh, Ikenie Toyuki no Setsuna, something like that. Um, let's see. So we learned kind of how you learn techniques and stuff. Uh, you equip various gems, which can be freely switched out at any time. And as you level up, you can equip more gems. And the effect of gems range from magical spells, recovery abilities, combat bonuses. Uh, so like wall to reduce damage, Avenger to reflect damage back at the event enemy, stuff like that. Um and uh, yeah, so the, you can check the story for more details on that. And it'll be coming out in Japan on February 18th. Additionally, that Star Ocean game is still coming. I heard Alice cheer, right? You're a Star Ocean uh, fan, aren't you? Hey, I didn't play Star Ocean 4. Oh, okay. Well, this is the That's new a good one. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, integrity and facelessness or something like that? Yep. Yeah. That's the completely sensible title. <laughs> There's something about synthesis going on here. So that'll be item synthesis, probably. Yeah, which has been in I think in all of the other games. I played just Star Ocean Two, the one on the PlayStation, and um, yeah, I remember there being synthesis because I made a lot of really failed like salads or something like that. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so the standard method 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 of crafting is recipe synthesis, where you must combine required ingredients to create an item. Um, there's seven types of recipes and items. Mixture allows players to create recovery and attack items. There must be more. That must be weird. How can there only be seven types of recipes? Oh, seven types, like categories of recipes. Okay. Handcraft allows for the creation of recovery and attack items. Smithing is new we- weapons and armor. Craftsmanship creates new accessories. Cooking provides food. And alchemy um, is new recipes for, oh, new crafting recipes. So those are your, your types of recipes. Uh, creative synthesis allows you to throw together an assortment of six items and see what happens. Uh, the, there's a lot of chance involved. You can get a rare item out of it. And uh, let's see. And then there's equipment enhancement that lets you synthesize materials out of the party's equipment. So, and we have more videos associated with that. So if you want to get yourself hyped for a Japanese Star Ocean that has not been announced for the U.S. yet, uh, there you go. Yes, it has. Oh, it has? If you yeah. want to get when when's it coming? Sometime this year. This year? It's not even out in yep. Japan yet. And we're already like this year, huh? 
Uh, they announced it quite quickly after they announced the US uh, Jap Japanese release. Okay, cool. I think was it E3? And they must have. I just I don't remember this stuff. Maybe do they? Like, tell me when it's out and if it's good, then I can try it. Uh, let's see. Uh, we need to go down in the sheet to. Oh, oh, it's time for our message of the day. We asked you last week what are the worst RPG soundtracks. And we didn't get a lot of responses, um, but here's what we did get. Uh, let's see. The uh, uh, Victor writes in and says, Regarding the abominable soundtrack for Sonic Chronicles, the theory I read on the TV Tropes website is that the game was released in a late beta stage because Bioware's contract with Sega had just expired. The terrible music and sound effects are placeholders that were left in. I suspect the story of an intern deleting the real soundtrack is just an urban legend. Uh, that sounds more plausible. Yeah, uh, it does. I have two good things to say about the Sonic Chronicles soundtrack. First, the battle music's halfway decent. Second, the game has four different themes for its regular battles in addition to boss battle themes. I wish more RPGs cycled through mu multiple music themes for their regular battles. An example of an RPG with the opposite problem is the original Legend of Ligaia. It had a wonderful soundtrack, but the atrocious random battle music became extremely tiresome by the end of the game. All right, and then finally, as for the RPG with the worst soundtrack, I'll assume you're automatically excluding literally hundreds of early PC RPGs with no soundtrack at all, or almost no soundtrack. I can't think of a worse soundtrack, but I can think of a most disappointing, and that's the redone soundtrack for Shin Megami Tensei Persona, the PSP remake of the first Persona game. I love the soundtrack of the PlayStation release, and the redone songs for the Sebek storyline feel slower, duller, or unnecessarily garbled compared to the original songs. I can't comment on the songs exclusive to the Snow Queen storyline. I don't know what he's talking about, but all right. Shaman writes in, um, listened to the show on a Sunday, woke up Monday morning to find out that Mighty Number no. 9 got delayed again. The irony is delicious. <laughs> I did notice that. That was good. Um, I myself can't think of a really bad RPG soundtrack. Even the lights of Secret of the Stars have soundtracks that are okay, given the era. Then again, I've never played Beyond the Beyond, so that's probably pretty far up the list. The Walkin' Dude says the only bad RPG soundtrack I can think of at the moment is the vocal tracks from Xenoblade Chronicles X. The instrumental tracks were average to spectacular, but the ones with significant vocals feel really weird and out of place. I don't know if they would even work in a Persona game. Okay. Yeah. I like them. It's just I think the issue they have is that the composer doesn't care so much about lyrics ah. as to what he thinks sounds good. So that... <laughs> So, so, yeah, just think, nonsense? Was, is that the idea? Yeah, well, I think I was reading, yeah, I think I was reading something about some of these sort of German soundings tracks and that sort of a German speaker tried to figure out the lyrics just came up with a load of nonsense. <laughs> or, or sort of, or it was like really archaic pronunciations on stuff. Yeah, but Japan likes doing that. Yeah. There's like the instances of Hebrew in Super Robot Wars are a little bit odd. Whoa. Uh, as, oh, as far as disappointing soundtracks go, yeah. it's a non-RPG example, but I really don't like the Binding of Isaac Rebirth soundtrack. I compared hate to the that original. soundtrack. It is just I... awful compared to the original. Or I don't even know if I like it on don't its give, own. Don't give me that look, David. I'm talking about the Rebirth soundtrack, not the game. I think the original game overall is just better. I like no, the I look of the I graphics it... better. I like I... the soundtrack better. I think it's a better experience. I personally feel that Rebirth has a is is a better game, okay. but the original had a much better soundtrack. It's like, but if you don't want, yeah, I don't know if you don't want to be playing it because of how it feels. Like, does it really count as a better game? 
Well, I said that's just my opinion on the. Um, that's just my opinion on the game itself. All right. Yeah, I was but, actually thinking yeah. about this this week. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, we have some other letter writers. Let's see. Bobby Watson says, I hated being that guy, but just in case one of your listeners is actually interested, Civilization Revolution 1 was also released on iOS and possibly Android. I have it on my iPad right here. Though I will admit I've never played it, mostly because Civ games scare the hell out of me. I should probably watch a Civ tutorial on YouTube or something. Yeah, you should play that. It's not as scary as you think, Bobby. Um, hey, you think, you think Civilization games are bad? Try Europa Universalis 4. Hmm. <laughs> Alice, have you played oh. Anno 2250? Uh, yeah, I mentioned it on the cast several is it, times. Is it good? I found it enjoyable. Um, I is don't it think it's boring? As, I, I don't think it's as good as Anno 2070. So but, do, are they like the same game, but one's better, or they feel like different, like very different games? Um, 2205 kind of feels like a straight, like almost like a straight sequel to 20 to 2070 contains much, but then again the games kind of mostly contain a lot of the same mechanics since even with the historical ones as well you know everything is produced through complicated little production chains and the game is ultimately about space management more than anything uh, is it easy because i was thinking about um, getting into one of those and i'm trying to figure out which one to get into and i would probably get into 2070 yeah um but i said i, I want to build a space elevator Oh well, if you want to do that, do twenty. Uh, do twenty-two. That's what I heard. But if it's not as good, and I don't know, I, it's, I just don't understand enough about what's bad about it. So, I think that the the, the most contentious point that people had was um, the uh, Anno twenty seventy had a um, like a, it had like a not terribly well acted um, campaign mode. But also had like um, like a random map generator and allowed you to um, basically specify a bunch of map settings that you'd want and then just sort of play play like a city builder effectively with no real restrictions. Um, Twenty two oh five kind of rolls its its campaign in quotes is more of just of like a tutorial for how the game works and doesn't have a random map generator. Um, I feel the game handles certain things, like 2205 handles a couple of things better, but I think Anno 2070 handles more things better. It's still a very pretty game. Yeah. It's very good looking. <laughs> um, and the the, um, the the sort of space management things in terms of um, like how you place your manufacturing facilities is a lot more hmm, strategic, I guess, just because you're a little bit more limited in space. Um with um and also the thing about 2205 also is there's a lot of variation between the three um like the three areas that you build things in there's like a temperate area an arctic area and then a lunar area each with their own resources and sort of building challenges mm -hmm. whereas anna 2070 is just uh it, it has like a sort of temperate region only um i mean the 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 longest like kind of free build um game that i played in 2070 um the way everything kind of ended up meant that i have a central island um which has all of the my, like the city itself on and then every other island that i've colonized in that particular map is basically just producing things there's like oof, eight islands of like sort of factories and things like that with sort of um ships set up to uh, like trade resources between them it's a little bit complicated mm -hmm. so yeah 
it's actually kind of really i think it'd be hard for me to say which one you should get into um i would probably say 2070 but again well one's not really easier than the other no i wouldn't say that um but also 2070 is also the cheaper option because it's the old well i already own it so oh do you yeah okay (laughs) i got it on steam sale some time ago oh well there you go yeah that that kind of settles the decision for you. i probably should shouldn't it Hmm. all right well uh let's back to the letters we've got here one more from uh uh, malthurin there's quite a lot of Final Fantasy XI talk on the podcast. I enjoyed it quite a bit when it first came out, but stopped playing as my link shell faded away, and my account was hijacked, and everything of value was stolen during a hiatus. I was pretty pissed about Square's refusal to re- refund any of the $90 worth of charges I was dinged for, and swore I'd never touch Square's servers again. But I grow increasingly curious how the game has changed in the six years since, and the end game I never saw. Now with Trust making most of the game playable solo, is it worth going back to? I would say yes, and that most of the stuff you lost is irrelevant now. So <laughs> you'll be getting to level 99 as soon as you can by the um, use of your trusts or some friends that you play or find. with uh, they, They've got guys that will just hand out link shells, of, uh, link shells that are recruiting in the city. So you can go join a link shell, ask for some help, get yourself leveled once you're leveled, or you could do it solo um, with the trust system. Um, once you're leveled, uh, you get free level 99 equipment. That's pretty darn good, at least a good starting point. And then the stuff that you're going to grind for if you want to get into any endgame stuff is completely different than the old stuff you would have lost. So you don't have to feel bad about what you lost, really. Um, and, you know, you can play the game on your own. If you just want to get in and do the solo content, that that starting gear of level 99 stuff is enough to, like, finish all the, so, all the story stuff. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else that matters. Um, yeah, I think it's fun, uh, but you know, I'm sitting here completely falling back into the hole of eleven, so you can't really trust what I have to say, because um, a smart person probably would have stayed quit from it, and like unlike me. But uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, if you'd like to send feedback for the show, we got three ways for you to do it. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. That's what Malthurin did. Forums at rpgamer.com is what everyone else did. They gave us a. Uh, the message board posts on the forums and 608-729-4098 is what the lady who's trying to give us snack food to talk about on the podcast did um but we told her that we aren't interested um you don't need to uh to to uh to be trying to sell snack food to people though to use the uh to use the voicemail just uh, call in talk about your worst soundtracks or whatever you want to talk about this week uh Hey, I didn't mention, my work thing got pushed off a week. That's why we're having a show this week. <laughs> I just realized that. So we're not going to have a show next week. And this is like the second time I've had to push that and say that. But yeah, we really won't have a show next week. <laughs> I'm 100% sure, Anna. She's yelling at me from the other room. All right. So uh, let's talk about what you can play in the next week. All right. All right, here we go. Oh, I should have done two weeks. I did one week. I should have done two weeks. Oh, well. Um, let's see, in the next week, on PlayStation 3, you can play Nitro Plus Blasters, Heroes Infinite Duel. On PlayStation 4, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth is out, as well as Gravity Rush Remastered, Mega Dimension Neptunia V2, and Nitro Plus Blasters, as well as Not a Hero, which is uh, the PS4 port of the PC game. Um, Wii U is getting Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, as we mentioned earlier, Joe's Diner, Level 22, Shadow Puppeteer, and Shutsh... Shutshimi 
whatever that is. It sounds dirty. Also sounds like sushi. So now I'm hungry. So I don't know what shashimi is. Um, Xbox One is getting AIPD, Artificial Intelligence Police Department, and Fortified. 3DS is getting Crazy Train. Hello Kitty's Magic Apron. What? <laughs> okay. Mini Games Madness, Volume 1, Hello World. Yeah, that's the title. Mini Game Madness, Volume 1, Hello World. RV7, My Drone, and uh, in Japan, Great Detective Pikachu. PS Vita's getting Digimon Story Sly- Cyber Sleuth. I almost said Cyber Sleuth. What? Digital only on the Vita? Okay. Who cares? Well, I only want digital games on my Vita. So, all right. PC is getting the following. Agatha Christie, the ABC Murders. I have no idea. AIPD, American Truck Simulator, as opposed to European Truck Simulator. Yes, that is another game. Aveyond 4, Shadow of the Mist. That's a game we cover. Aveyond, right? Okay, Blitz... we should. We should cover. Okay. Probably. I think it's... I'm guessing it's an Aldalea game. All right. Um, what's going on here? Mm. Hello. Um, this is so weird. I just looked over at my soundboard, and it says that I'm muted, but I'm not muted. And I just no, noticed I can, for the first... I can first, hear you talk. You can hear me talk. I can hear me talk. Why can you hear me talk when I'm when I'm muted? What is going on with... I don't know how my soundboard works anymore, folks. I don't know what's going on. I'm louder. I'm not as loud. How are you hearing me? What are you hearing me through? Are you hearing me double? What is going on? I don't know what's going on. Ah! I'm scared now to leave it unmuted because I don't know what it means. This is so weird. Okay, I'm going to leave it the way it is. I've either discovered something important about my soundboard or the audio quality this week is going to be awful. Either way, I apologize. (laughs) Oh, I got to look that up later. All right, back to the list of games coming out this week. Um, Blitzbreaker, Bombshell, Cat Simulator. Oh, I want to learn about what's Cat Simulator. Simulator. Cat Simulator on Steam. Uh, Coming soon. In Cat Simulator... Oh, this is the iOS game. Yeah, you run around and catch mice and stuff. It doesn't look all that great. Uh, It's in Early Access, apparently, or something. Um, Drey, D-R-E-I-I. Dungelot, Shattered Lands. I've actually played this on my phone a little. Um, Dungelot, Shattered Lands, um, is kind of a... uh, I don't know. It, it it is a little dungeon crawl game where uh, it's the third dungeon lock game. If you played one, um, you're familiar with this. Two, nobody liked. Um, this is the third one. It seems good to me. Where you you basically it's like Minesweeper. You're pressing buttons on a, on a grid and it opens up spaces and you're looking for monsters or you're collecting items. It's a roguelike um, and you kind of unlock new classes and stuff as you go. So and there it's it's a roguelike, but there's levels. So you can die, but then you can go do it again. You can kind of progress. So uh, go check that out if you're interested. Uh, or play it on iOS where it really does well. Duplexer, also coming to PC. Eventide, Slavic, Slavic Fable. Fortified. Full Blast. 
golf with friends. Is that anything like words with friends? I have a feeling that it is not. Golf with friends. Let's see. $5.40. It is a challenging multiplayer mini golf game for up to 12 people, says the description. So I wonder how that... Okay, there you go. Habitus. L-I-E-A-T. Lilit. Lilt. Medieval Playground, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4, which might be the last one of these games because the Naruto series is kind of ending, um, Nemesis of the Roman Empire, Pharaonic, Pit Stop Challenge, Plantera, The Political Machine, Rise of the Tomb Raider, now out on PC, Rusty Lake Hotel, Steve Jackson Sorcery, which is a good choose-your-own-adventure game for uh, for the mobile, now coming out to PC. Spakoino, back to the USSR 2.0. Okay. Swordsman. Tales of Symphonia is out on PC. The Chosen RPG. The Slaughter, Act 1. The Storm Guard, Darkness is Coming. Tropico 5 Complete Collection. I can't wait till that goes down to 99 cents and everyone gets Tropical 5. And then finally, coming out this week, XCOM 2, which is what Alice is going to play, right? Yep. Lots of XCOM. All right. So those are your games. Um, once again, feedback for the show, podcast, rpgamer.com, forum, rpgamer.com, 608-729-4098. Do we have a question of the week for folks? Mm, I should have thought of one earlier. So no, I don't have one. Uh, okay. Anna wants to know what games you're going to buy in February because there's a lot of them coming out, so you have to make some choices. So tell me what's your one game that's most important to you to buy in February, all right? Podcasterrpgamer.com. You've got two weeks to send that in because there's no show next week. I promise you this time. (laughs) I promise you there will be no show, which is probably a terrible thing to promise. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Alex, anything to leave the folks with as we leave? The correct answer is Digimon. Digimon. And you can play Fire Fire Emblem in March. Fire Emblem in March, Digimon now. Okay. Alice, do you have anything to leave the folks with? No, not really. Just play XCOM, right? Yeah, play XCOM or something. All right, sounds good. (laughs) And my answer is play more Final Fantasy XI. (laughs) And uh, the the patch for Punch Club came to iOS, so I'm going to finish that game this week. I will have Punch Club finished by the time we talk next. Oh, they fixed so many things. All right. So we'll see you next time. Until then, uh, Anna's in the other room making me lunch, apparently. I don't know why. (laughs) Just left the show randomly. She's hungry. Uh, We'll see you next time for Alex, Alice, Anna Marie, and myself, and Simon Crescent, wherever he is. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.